0: Welcome to Ponderings from the Birch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I have something really special for you today. I brought three people on who have a very unusual connection. So I'm going to introduce who I have, Colson Steber of CFR, Communications for Research and Ag Access. I have Kai Fuentes from Ebony Marketing Systems, and I have Belinda Uh, Brown from Gazelle Global. So we've been friends and we've got to know each other. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Well, we're going to have a little fun. What all of you out there don't realize is that the thing that these three have in common is that they actually grew up in the insights industry. And that's something that's very unusual. And so we're going to talk about that today, about, you know, what it was like actually growing up um, as a kid, like knowing that their parents were involved in Insights and how how does that change your perspective on life and who you are? So Belinda, we'll start with you. So tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up with your parents involved in Insights.
1: Sure. So uh, my mother owns Gazelle Global along with her partner, Harriet Natus. Um, and I just, you know, a quick story, I guess, to tell about what it was like to grow up in the industry was that I had no interest in being in the industry as a result of growing up in the industry. Um, I think Kai probably will share the same um, instincts of just thinking that it might be boring or not knowing exactly what was going on or being used, you know, in the back doing filing work and doing sort of grunt work for our parents. But um, you know, you just get thrown in sort of without even thinking about it. And I think a lot of people even who didn't grow up in the industry share that, that they, we just don't know how we ended up here, but somehow we're all here.
0: <laughs> well, Kai, she said that you would probably agree with that. Is that, were you pretty surprised to find out that you as an adult now are involved in the insights industry? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think for me, I always knew I was going to end up in market research. I always knew it was going to happen. It was just inevitable. So (laughs) here I am, but, um, yeah, it's just, to me, it's just really a part of who I am. It's part of my DNA. I'm a born researcher, Mm -hmm. but now you, did you fight it for some time? (laughs) You know, in, in grad school, I did. And then I just realized that, you know, this is something I want to do and I love the flexibility of owning my own company and talking to people. And so that was really, that was pretty important to me. That's pretty cool. Okay, Colson, you and I have talked in depth about how you were not going to be involved in Insights.
2: <laughs> <And I just laughs> so
0: that's, that. the, that's the recurring theme. So tell us about that. And also kind of like Kai, how when you went on to, you know, uh, to get your MBA, how some of those things tweaked and changed for you, so.
2: Yeah, I I was definitely in the no interest, although um, once you're actually in it, you realize that, you know, my parents having started the business together, you realize that all those dinner conversations about problems with questionnaires and fielding of this or that study and, uh, and how this client was going down actually, like, put me way ahead and i just didn't even know that it was a thing uh and uh i i definitely did not want this but that i was in getting my mba and i was what i did find appealing was entrepreneurial uh adventure and You you get out of school and you go work for the man and realize that it would be a far faster route to go somewhere where you'll be trusted from day one and that you can actually grow quickly.
0: Yeah. Well, now let's go around real quick. Now, whose parents are still actually involved in Insights and who are out? Well, Linda, we'll start with you because you actually still do work with your mom.
1: Yeah, work uh, with and for. Um, Yeah, my mom still owns Gazelle Global. um, And she's, I believe, this is the 27th year. So.
0: She she has some very great stories. I'm telling you, if you ever anybody who's listening, if you come across Ann Brown and she's at a a, a conference, take her to dinner, buy a bottle of wine. You'll hear some very interesting stories of doing very bizarre qualitative all over the world. It's pretty it's pretty yeah. fun. So Colson, your parents are no longer working in the business, and you've completely taken that over. But You have another partner, right? So tell us about how CFR and Ag Access are actually set up to run now.
2: Yeah, my business partner came to work for my parents in the year 2000. And by the time I joined the company in 2012, he was definitely just the smartest guy in the room doing really interesting work with uh, uh, leading up what at the time was our largest account. That was the majority of our business. And it became very apparent that if there was a future to be had, it was with us working together to make a business model that worked. uh, The. uh, The original business background was that my father had been an SVP at Meritz that had uh, really pioneered a lot of the telephone interviewing business. And so the telephone interviewing business was the primary business. And that had, you know, slowly evolved. But by the time I joined in 2012, it needed to be turned on its head.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a blast from the past for some people who follow this industry for a long time. So, um, all and with you think about in the last like three years, how many businesses have changed hands and been bought out and stuff? There's there's still a lot of changes changes going on. So, Kai, uh, w- how about you? So, in oh, my parents, they're no longer in the business. Um, they retired in two thousand seven. Mm -hmm. and they're full-time clergy now so Mm -hmm. they hear all of you know my uh, issues or you know good things that happens or bad things that happen and and they just say we'll pray for you (laughs) I love (laughs) that (laughs) the tables have turned now (laughs) so (laughs) Thanksgiving Christmas, Easter this you know all these things become now Kai has stories to tell us right? Exactly and we're we're just praying so (laughs) you know um, for a long time, I really got my chops working within the firm with you know with my parents. I um, I did my first I don't even think this is legal, but I did my first interview at ten. Um, inter- we did my folks did a lot of mall intercepts, so my job was to intercept people and bring them back, and you know they can maybe check out the movie uh, trailer and then they fill out the survey. So my first survey that I actually did was when I was 10 was for a movie trailer. And um, so, yeah, that's how I really got my chops in the field and Uh intercepting people. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about that because that's interesting. Your parents did some different work. But Kai, if I understand it correctly, uh, at Ebony Marketing, you really do an awful lot of government work. Is that correct? Yeah, and I think that's what separates um, my firm from my parents' firm. Um, they really did a lot of work in the private sector, um, and that kept them super busy for 25 years. But um, my firm has taken a little bit of a different turn, and we've done a lot of government work. Um, we're in a certified in the government arena, so that keeps us real busy. We also do a lot of private sector work, too, but we do have two avenues going. And that's what kind of differentiates. Yeah. Um, but there I'm are doing. a lot of firms that don't do any government work. So you really do need to have someone who's specialized and understands, understands the nuances of really For dealing with sure. government contracts. And-, and it's a different animal, you know, dealing with government versus private sector. It's just a totally, totally different from, from the sales cycle to the actual project, to the IRB piece, to the whole the whole enchilada. It's just a different meal. Yeah. So Colson on that note, what what's changed? You mentioned that your partner at that time that, that you came in and now you're you're running the company together, he was really smart. He was doing something very innovative and really almost something that, you know, wasn't really even involving your parents. At that point, he was really growing the business and taking it a different direction. So how have you two together specialized and made it really a different company than what your parents had?
2: Yeah. Uh in 2015, we had uh, kind of assumed leadership of the business, and then it just took a little bit of uh, mustering up the willpower to sign on the bottom line while I was having my second kid in the middle of it uh, before we actually bought the business in May of 2016. And uh, our mission very much became to move from to be a research logistics company that would manage the process beginning to end and understanding building sampling plans and accessing audiences where they were better than anyone else. And then we've gone even deeper into a micro niche within that because a significant amount of work ha- that we've done has always been in agriculture and animal health. And now we've launched a separate business called Ag Access, specifically to focus on agriculture and animal health work uh, and research, uh, you know, for an audience that we know hopefully more than anyone else about.
0: Right. So that's two different specialties there. So Belinda, you're... You know, Gazelle Global, obviously it's in the name. So they've been doing global <laughs> work uh, forever. <laughs> and that hasn't changed really, even though our world this year has changed quite a bit. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But tell us about how, you know, when you were growing up, was the company much different? Or are you, is it really just, it's one of those kind of like, you know, merits, it's one of those, you know, uh, uh, dyed in the wool kind of, um, you know, caught in in history like really a great pillar of the industry how, how are things different
1: that's a good question I think I think we would probably identify as as you know just sort of steadfastly who we are um, we primarily do quant work now although we still do do some qual work that's changed sort of fluctuated over the years um, in some senses we're more global than we ever have been, in some senses we're less, you know, it's, it's, so I I think it's pretty much what we've always been. We're kind of a, a, you know, there's a a ton of experience in our staff. Um, I don't think anyone's been in the firm besides myself for less than 15 years, 20 years. Um, So we've just got a lot of of expertise, um, really hardworking people. And I think, You know as far as what's changed something that's that's you know we could talk about outsourcing and things like that that have have certainly changed the industry itself and changed all industries for sure but um i think that that's that's a blessing and a curse you know that we've we are who we are and we haven't really you know we've we've attempted to really join the digital age in some senses uh, more recently but other than that i think that one of our strengths is just being exactly who we set out to be.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. So uh, now Colson took it a little bit more literally with the uh, uh, making it a family business as his wife is busy having a baby and he's signing paperwork for for the company. But, you know, would either one of you suggest to uh, any of your children or children to be to go into Insights? What do you think is the future really of Insights? And is it really still a great field to be in? Ty, why don't we start with you? Sure. Um, well, I have two kids, um, seven and, and two. So they're not, they're they're really close to being able to do some mall intercepts for I'm you. ready for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, especially the seven-year-old. Like he's ready. And it's so funny because similar to the conversations, Colson, that your parents had at the dinner table, so did mine. And now I'm having the conversations, you know, with my husband. He's not in the firm, but you know, he's a sounding board for me. And uh, so my younger one hears everything. But you know, I just really, I think the future of market research is bright because people always want to talk to people and um, end clients always want to hear what their customers have to say. So I do think that, and especially with adding multicultural piece to it, I think market research is a great career. It's here to stay. And I I just see nothing but good things you know from market research yeah um, but in terms of my kids i just want them to be whatever or whoever they want to be and i wonder if one of them would take it over maybe my niece and nephew or whomever and i would totally welcome that but um you know they have they have to do them yeah yeah do you guys have something to add or should i ask another question about what else you're involved in yeah colson what about you you've got a lot of kiddos so
2: <laughs> mine are seven five and two they will never have an opportunity to work for me because i definitely do not have a desire to be in a working relationship with anyone who matters that much to me personally mm-hmm. um beyond that i i have no idea i research is my adopted passion at this point because you get to you get paid to learn ridiculously too much about extremely obscure topics over and over and over again and that allows for a lot of learning to happen which is uh really fun and so if that's the right thing for them it'll absolutely be there because we're you know the business world is only being more inter, becoming more interconnected and we're data-driven decision makers that are going to need primary research to both understand the why and to produce that data regardless of how strong ai and uh, other analytics tools get
0: yeah well i i love that and um you know one of the things that's happened as we've all Come down into a very bizarre 2020. Um, you know, as we're just, we're so here on the cusp of, of 2021. And I think we can all agree, good riddance, 2020, right? <laughs> we're done. But, you know, on top of a global pandemic, which obviously affected all of our businesses, um, and, you know, um, Kai, I know, I'm not, not Kai, um, Belinda, I know working with you and talking with your mom a lot. We also uh, were discussing how it was affecting your business as it came across the globe, too. We've been dealing with very different, you know, types of effects over time. Uh, Colson, you know, we've talked about how it's affected the agriculture industry. And Kai, you know, we talked about how, you know, you come to the end of year and also during an election year, forget it. Government contracts are not coming out. Like nobody's going to start something new. And so we've all had very, very difficult, you know, things to overcome this year. Um, so anybody has something to share uh, about, you know, something that was super difficult through this year? Um, and it doesn't have to be just the uh, pandemic. Belinda, I know that you've done some really cool webinars with really helping people understand really the, the core of diversity and inclusivity within this industry and why it's so important to make sure that we're having the representative voices at the table. So either about the global pandemic, about the election cycle, or about really some of, uh, some of the bigger discussions that's been going on on race and diversity in this country. So I'll start with you, Belinda, and we'll come around.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, Kai and I actually um, both were on, a, on an Insights Association webinar for the Greater New York Chapter um, panel discussing, you know, in the wake of George Floyd and, and the rest of what we've seen this year, where are we and, and, you know, how are we moving the needle in the way that we need to be? Um, and I think that in the midst of a global pandemic and election year um, and, you know, all that is 2020, despite the fact that that's been really challenging, I'm really excited about the inflection point at which I believe we are, and I hope that we are culturally um, and in the industry. I think we're moving in a particular direction um, and that excites me. I think it really opened a lot of people's eyes um, and I'm hoping that with the pandemic, um, you know, the time to sort of slow down and the, the forced pause that 2020 has become um, really gave people the opportunity to think about who they wanted to be as professionals, as adi- in addition to, you know, as people, um, the companies that they wanted to work for, the kind of company that they wanted to identify with. Uh, and I think I'm really excited for where the industry is going I think inevitably.
0: Right, right. So Kai, was, what was your experience on that webinar? I was lucky enough to catch it with both of you, and, and it was very, very early, uh, you, know, uh, or, you know, it was probably about four months ago now that, that it went out, so I feel like there's been a lot of conversation within in the industry about that particular webinar, so what was your experience on it? Well, I think that, it, that it's great that finally multiculturalism was coming to the forefront, um, my mom, when she started her firm back in the late 70s, early 80s, started, you know, doing multicultural market research. And that's exactly, you know, my firm does the same thing. So I think it's great that we're shedding light on that this world, not everybody is the same. Not everybody looks the same. Not everybody feels the same way. We are there's people of color. There's all different kinds of people here in this world. So I think that the panel was awesome. I was honored to be a part of it. To bring multicultural, you know, multicultural awareness to market research, and you would think that it was already there by now, you know. But I, but you know, you can't lead a horse. You know, you got to lead a horse to water sometimes, you know. And so, it, so it's it's good to have that, and it's good to know that that, that is out there. And I think for for our systems, for every marketing systems this year. Um, like most other businesses, it was certainly a challenging year. But I think that what I'm taking away from it as a business owner is um, have a little patience with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that pause that you were talking about, Belinda, you know, and that's okay to to give that to your employees and to give that to your team. So we've always had pretty flexible work schedules um, at Ebony but now we really have flexible work schedules. And a lot of our parents, a lot of our um, staff are working mothers, I'm a working mom myself. So I get the juggling. So I think one thing that we really had to deal with um, when the pandemic happened and everything paused was we had to deal with juggling in a way that we've never thought we had to juggle before. But as a result, we've become so much more efficient with the juggling because we're working so much so much more together in a collaborative spirit in a collaborative effort more than we ever have, which is, which is producing so much better results. Right. So, you know, even though, you know, it was a trying year. We um, we're, we're making the best of it and we're working so well together. I love it. Well, that was an Insights Association webinar, but Colson, I actually met um, you years ago at a different Insights Association chapter and um, you keep being the president of that group. So tell us about your involvement with Insights Association and uh, you know why, why you feel like it's so important to be such a big proponent of that kind of a
2: group uh this is my the end of my sixth year on the great legs chapter board and i'm president this year it's uh started by thinking long term how do i you know i know where i'm going to be because i'm part of the business that i hope to own and operate someday so how can i Begin to create that those relationships early in life that will last throughout the remainder of a career in research. and the Insights Association is a phenomenal outlet to do to create those relationships, have that community, and uh, just continuously learn from what's going on uh, to echo Belinda's comments. Uh, uh, if I move out of that the macro and into the micro well uh, i I definitely have taken the opportunity this year to pause and get things right and uh, Priscilla's smiling at me because she knows and uh that when, and forcing everyone to move into operating in this way has uh brought definitely brought those walls down uh similarly to how kai is discussing where you you get the team to have more vulnerability and actually come together uh so i uh, i mean i can resonate with all of those experiences closely
0: That's super awesome. Well, this this has been really fun, but I really, just to say thank you for being on Ponderings from the Perch and sharing a little bit about us, I want to give you just a brief minute to pitch what you do and tell people about your company. Each one of you have such an interesting niche in the market, so tell us what you do and also give us where we can find you. And I really encourage you, if you are listening to Ponderings from the Perch, Perch for the first time... Or if you're an avid listener like uh, my friend Julie Kurd, who is like I think my number one fan. But um, if you're if you're not Julie Kurd, then I'm going to tell you right now: make sure that you connect with uh, Colson and Kai and Belinda, and you know, start a conversation. This is really how we make this industry rich is the way that we talk to each other and the way that we include each other in the conversations. So tell us a little bit about Ebony Marketing, like what's the specific niche, where do you guys shine and and then how people can contact you, Kai? Great. Um, So Ebony Marketing Systems, we're a full service, multicultural market research company. Um, we do qualitative, we do quantitative, we specialize in a difficult to reach population as well as the multicultural population. Um, and really our claim to fame is our integrity. Um, we do things and we and we really we really take each project. Each project is customized. We take it and we really, really run with it. And we are so passionate about what we do. Um, and we can be found at uh, um, somewhere on LinkedIn. We're gonna work on that, Priscilla, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Working on all the social media stuff. But um, for now, you can certainly find us this, find this at our website. Great, right. and it's Kai Fuentes, that's K-A-I Fuentes, F-U-E-N-T-E-S. Colson, tell us about CFR, which is the tried and true uh, older established company, and then also about ag access. What's the two differentiators there?
2: CFR is the research logistics company uh, where we have an incredible depth of experience managing across different data collection methodologies to adapt and meet people where they are and get to a uh, positive impact with our proven process for knowing the metrics and stepping things through to bring clarity throughout uh, getting research done and really shared resources doing the exact same thing, but within Ag Access, uh, Agriculture and Animal Health Research, we do over 300 research projects a year and know the technical ins and outs of the industry's. Uh, sector to bring that uh, kind of step up a notch and uh, really provide industry level consulting expertise.
0: Yeah, that's a huge industry to be in. So Belinda, oh, and you can find you at cfrinc.net, am I correct? Yeah, probably
2: easiest, there's very few Colson's. So it's probably easiest <laughs> to find me on LinkedIn. and
0: then go. Correct. It's Colson, C-O-L-S-O-N, Steber, S-T-E-B-E-R. He's actually funny on LinkedIn too. So check him out. <laughs> so Belinda, tell us just about the specialty at the Zell Global, who is perfect for, for what you guys do and how you shine and where we can find you.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we like to think of ourselves as a global operations hub. Um, Anything from field management, data collection, uh, programming and hosting, um, you know, online sample. So we really do do it all. And like I said earlier, just a a super stellar group of people who have been passionate about the industry for a long time. Um, And we can be found at gazelleglobal.com or on LinkedIn or Twitter.
0: Awesome. You guys, thank you so much. This is so fun. I I get to talk with you guys in other more casual environments. And so I thought it would be fun to let this still be casual and let people really know who you are and how approachable you are. So we've all been working under a lot of duress and stress. And so, you know, I know I talked uh, earlier in the year with, uh, with this group about we want so many more uh, voices at the table and it was an interesting intriguing perspective for the three of them having grown up in the industry and having seen you know generations of change but i'd just like to end this by saying you know bring other voices into your life bring other voices into your career path and if there's not enough room at the table get a bigger table. That's all I have to say about that. So Colson, hi, Belinda. Thank you much for joining me. And from all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing.